man. I, d I don't really. No? See if my brain's firing on all cylinders. I don't know. Well, let's hope I got my notes drinks. done. You watched this last night? Uh, watched it, uh, I watched it Thursday night. Went to the movies oh, and okay. saw, uh, D&D &D last night. How was it? Fine, I guess. Oh, really, eh? Yeah. Did you have much higher expectations? I don't know if my expectations were high, but... No, I think it met my expectations. I didn't have a lot of expectations. Um, like, a lot of it was cool. It was faithful to the source material. It was cool to see a lot of stuff when they're like, By decree of the Lord's Alliance! And I'm like, I know them. <laughs> I read about them. And, like, they had a, a... I don't know. They had a lot of lore stuff that was like, This is neat to see in a movie. But... Mm -hmm. Um, the, this, it was, uh, and it was like a semi-decent height plot they, they had story-wise, but, uh, Chris Pine was really bad in it. Michelle Rodriguez oh. was really bad. Hugh Grant was awesome. He, he was, he, he fucking sold the show. Every scene he was yeah. in. But he was mainly the only one who was really good. Ray Jean so Page he... was alright. The girl playing yeah. the druid was alright. There was this really cool, like, uh, like escape sequence. So some of it was cool because it's like a heist, you know. So they got to do like missions for the heist. There's one where she, the druid's got like this escape sequence where she keeps changing into different animals, which was probably my I favorite part. Yeah, the dialogue was so bad. Do you think it's gonna be hated by D and D fans? Like, do you think it's gonna leave a sour taste in their mouths, or do you think they did enough? They did the. Uh the tabletop game enough justice the bar's already so low <laughs> with like that so movie just getting anything out there was better than nothing oh yeah like i i saw the old D, &D movie i didn't play D, D at the time but it was like a a marked improvement from hmm. uh from uh that that one with jeremy irons um yeah, so you can say that about it. Like, at, at least it's not that bad because what came before was so terrible. So I think I think it'll be received fine, and I think it'll make enough money to justify them making more movies. And hopefully they kind of take our advice on on uh, keeping the set like like a normal game of D and D. You keep the same yeah. cast and make them play different characters. <laughs> That could be interesting, man. I kind of like that concept, right? Like, if you're going to run with it, you might as well get some people with some range and have fun with it. I mean, that's, kinda like, that's um, not what they're going to do. No, that'd be just like that new Jumanji, right? Sort of that, Jumanji yeah. Jumanji 1 and 2, yeah. When they, when they, play, they all have a turn playing different characters. Mm -hmm. I think in the first one, they play, like, the characters they, they are. The second one, they, like, change it. Like, hey, you're my character. Get out of there. Yeah. That's a, that's a fun little fun little it was neat, cinematic right? romp those yeah. movies are all right um yeah the D, &D like movie concept, was not right? quite as good as the newer jumanji movies oh okay interesting comparison but better than the old 2000s D, D movie so that's something i mean 
Not for like you said, it's better than nothing, right? Yeah. Get something out there. Get something that people can watch. Kind of. I don't know. Is that? It's an old game. Do you think it's revitalizing? Do you know what I mean? Do I think it's being revitalized like now? Like through? Like do you think they're trying to like bolster its uh, popularity through this film? I think they're really trying to capitalize on the popular popularity it has. Okay. It's it's super popular now. Like it's never been. In, I in, feel like in spite Stranger of, Things kind of got it there, didn't it? Stranger Things is part of it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like uh, like the release of Fifth Edition is another. Like it, it's had a lot of steam, in spite of the whole uh, ugliness that happened with the open gaming license. At least that's blown over now. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, in spite of that, yeah, it's never been more popular. So they're trying to capitalize on that, and mainly they're trying to justify putting out more D and D based media. Like knowing knowing the way it is now, we'll probably get a show. We're probably going to get a D and D series. Right? I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if it was a bunch of the streamers that really helped that along, right? Like just seeing how popular it was to watch people play the game. Well, there's already. I mean, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast yet, but the Critical Role is one of the more famous streaming shows, and they have an animated series on uh, on uh, Prime uh, oh, okay. based on their D and D campaign. They just finished the second season, or they're they're like working on the third season, and they've got a second animated series uh, hmm. coming. Nice. Well, yeah. Why not then, right? Yeah. If people are able to branch off and do it themselves, why not make a a major production oh yeah and they were like the most funded kickstarter film campaign ever they they crushed it they destroyed their numbers they met their their goal in like this is years ago now but they met their goal for their kickstarter in like 45 minutes and then and then met a whole bunch of stress goals yeah they wanted like seven hundred fifty thousand. they ended up making like 11 million so their Hmm. original goal was like we want to do like a 20 30 minute like animated special and then they hit so many stretch goals. They're like, okay, all right, this is just a show now. This is just a series. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and now season three is coming out sometime this year, I think. Um, well, like It turns out we have to pay taxes on some of this shit. So we're going to have to get an accountant and we got to figure out this show now. Yeah. The Legend, if you Jesus. haven't seen it, check it out. The Legend of Vox Machina. It's uh, much better. <laughs> much, much better than this new D&D movie. Even though the new D&D movie is not that bad, this it just blows it out of the water. Hmm. But don't watch it with your kid around because it's very R-rated. It's very much an adult show. All oh right, yeah, there's, there's heads getting cut off. There's blood. All the good there's things. Language. About cartoon, really, that there's nudity. It's a joy. There you go. A little bit of everything, right? A little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my letterbox review. I think I still have to log it. I'm going to be like not as good as Vox Machina. <laughs> the end and of course it gives me a chance to nitpick i like what Fair. they did with like you know they bring up stuff you want to see it takes place in never winter um it's got uh you know the lord's alliance is there the harpers the emerald enclave are there and it was cool seeing like a lot of the monsters you're like ah i know what that is playing oh, okay. like reading the monsters manual you're like i recognize that thing i know what that stuff is yeah which is neat um there's a lot of stuff you can nitpick like they played really like and the directors admitted they did this on purpose they played really fast and loose with like um gaming rules of magic 
that's fair but i mean it's you're going there to be entertained for a little bit you know what i mean i'd like to see a little bit of fast-paced magic yeah people people yeah the i, I think there's probably going to be some people complain a lot of stuff like mainly the way they handled the druid because the druid changes like shape into animals like multiple times like a bunch of times back to back people were like well in the game you can only do it twice a day and it's like <laughs> you need a short rest and then you're fine to go exactly or even a long rest uh, <laughs> for wild shape <laughs> read your player's handbook um but yeah i'm getting I, I was a little more well versed in fifth now because i've just been playing the uh the pre-access to Baldur's gate 3 and that's yeah. all fifth edition so i'm getting a little more versed in the the actual gameplay the mechanics like that long rest short rest some of the uh, stuff they did good though was like spell components like there's mm -hmm. a scene where the sorcerer is trying to cast a spell and some guy like covers up his mouth and you're like ah vocal components for that is needed for that spell so there's like yeah it was, but i was reading a, an article from the uh from the uh directors the two directors who were like yeah we uh we knew we'd have we we'd have to like uh drift off from the rules to like to make the for for like the plot points we needed so they're like we we made the plot the priority and telling the story and i'm like i'm good with that um, that's fair yeah so the stuff that i want to nitpick is stuff that i don't know if many other people are going to jump on like when michelle rodriguez is talking to that guy with the axe and he's like, yeah, I clean my axe with oil uh, once a month. And she's like, well, it's starting to rust, so you should clean it once a week. That's when I'm sitting in the theater, and I'm like, mm, mm, mm. In the Forgotten Realms, they don't measure time in weeks. Michelle Rodriguez's character wouldn't know what a week was. A month is 30 days divided into three 10 days. She should be telling him to wash his, uh, to clean his axe once a 10 day. Mm, mm, mm. No, 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 I don't like this. That's, that's, that's where I'm getting hung up on. Don't these people know the calendar of Harptos? There's no Julian calendar. For everyone. <laughs> There's no Gregorian calendar in the Forgotten Realms. Wouldn't make sense. Otherwise, otherwise everyone would worship Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, that doesn't make sense. Why would Holga Kilgore, an Uthgart barbarian from the Forgotten Realms, refer to a, a period of time as a week? That doesn't make sense. So when you're in that in that jury room, whatever a jury room is called, and you're you're making your decision. Just remember, it doesn't make sense. I mean, that's all the reasonable doubt I need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't follow very much of that, but that's all the reasonable doubt I need. Damn, you're a good lawyer. <laughs> I rest my case. So, yeah, that's, uh, and that's what... That's Sorry, oh, a slow, a slow clap. clap. Sorry, yeah, it's been a been a minute since I've got a slow clap. Um, mm -hmm. What what about you? You going to the you, you going to the movies these days? You going I've to got theaters? to. I've got to. Uh, things have been a little busy, but I got uh, probably a little bit of time tomorrow. I got two uh, Cineplex Odeon tickets, like free admissions. So I got easy ins there. Uh, new cinema just opened up down the road. I was thinking about going to see the D and D movie, but I'm thinking maybe now I'm going to go see John Wick Four. Yeah, still got to go, still got to get out and see that. Yeah, Tried yeah. I was going to go see. Happen. So the deal was is that I was going to go see Cocaine Bear in theaters. And I had it lined up for Friday, and then I go to check out the times because I was like, okay, yeah, it's supposed to be playing at one. I'll go watch it at one. It's already out of theaters by my place. So now I got to rent it. Got to rent Cocaine Bear. 
Um, but apparently I can do that on the telly. So once I give that a rent, I'll watch that. But I think I'm going to go to John Wick 4. That'll be the first one I go to. Yeah, well, th- I mean, that's good. But what a bummer about <laughs> Cocaine Bear. I think our whole our whole speech we had was about how that's like a perfect movie to see at the theater. You be- Believe me, you, I was pretty upset that uh, that it didn't go down. Like, it kind of put a damper on my whole day. And then I was looking at the D&D movie, and it ran too long for me to go see. And then I was looking at John Wick 4, and it wasn't playing at the right times to go see. And it was uh, it was, it was was kind of upsetting. It was pretty upsetting to have it all I, planned out. I feel for you, up, man. And then Landmark takes it out of the cinema. But it's, it's weird to me, because it just occurred to me then, is that they must be making a lot of movies that go to theaters that I'm not hearing about. Oh, I'm for sure they are. Do you know what I mean? Like, where's the advertising for some of this stuff, man? They can't... Well, that's so much of a movie's budget usually, you know? And, like, these movies that don't play... That that don't take place in a superhero universe can't afford it. So you're just like, "Mm, well, I see commercials for Shazam, Fury of the Gods everywhere, but not these three or four, like, movies. I haven't seen a commercial for 65 anywhere. I may see, like, an ad online. I was like, Adam Driver's in a new movie? Like, I haven't even heard of this. Yeah. Also, Adam Driver's so, amazing. So He's like, good, man. He's like... He does a lot of different roles really well. Yeah. He's got range. He's got range. He does have range. Most of the things I see him in, he's, he's yelling. He's going from really, <laughs> really level to just yelling right away. Like when he punched that wall in Marriage Story. Oh, that was a messed up movie. That was... That, that one was a... Uh, a good for a larf, I thought. What's a larf? What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> no, uh, not not a lot of larfs, but a good movie. Yeah, definitely not one I would have watched. But yeah, on my own. But yeah, but but yeah, he's good. Like I, I should see more stuff that he's in. So I want to get out if sixty five sticks around. I want to get out and see that more. I think we're both at the same place in our whole like uh, movie education that we're trying to. Uh, force on ourselves with this podcast where it's like ah oh yeah like it's it's like you know neural connectors are, are connecting together again it's like oh yeah theaters are good right <laughs> and there's like and if you're if you're listening and you like don't go to the theater as much anymore like like most people and you're thinking like well should i go and like should i make an effort to go to the movies more i can tell you this from having like tried to get out there lately a lot of room a lot of leg room nobody's going <laughs> I kick your feet up on the back of the chair, man. I went to D and D. I went to a, like a big, like you know, fantasy action movie on like opening night, and it was like, yeah, we could all put our jackets on the chairs next to us, like places a good, like you know, if, if you're worried about <laughs> the crowds, there are no rest, crowds yeah. there, so so don't even worry about it. It's a crazy thing too, because at the Oscars, everyone was patting themselves on the back, like we brought movies back. Way to go, Tom Cruise. Oh, no. Yeah. Way to go, Tom Cruise. <laughs> they're so, like, in denial. And, yeah. Yeah, no, at the Oscars, it's like a bunch yeah. of movies that no one saw, for the most part. And it's just, yeah, they're, they're de- Hollywood's got this smelly air of desperation around them right now. I didn't even, I'm glad you brought that up, because at the, at the D&D movie, uh, when I went, right before it, they there was like a almost like a fireside chat sort of moment 
right before the movie started. Like, the whole cast was sitting there, right? And they're all sitting in their chairs. It, like, uh, you, you know, like uh, uh, a press junket, sort of. Uh, but they're all sitting there, and they're like, Hey there, we're the cast of Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, and we just want to say, thanks for coming to the movies. <laughs> it was one of those. <laughs> it was so, like... <laughs> It was so sad to see the whole cast just, and they they use the term heroes a lot. Like we play some really pretty uh, dashing heroes in this movie, but in real life, you guys are the heroes because you <laughs> came here that. to the movies. <laughs> the it's way that that the cinema is supposed to be seen. It's like this is weirdly desperate and patronizing at the same time, and now I'm just so so sad. Hey, little fellas, how you doing out there? Yeah, thank you. Good Appreciate job for coming party. to the movies. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. I've never. I've never seen that at a movie theater before. I, I just uh, kind of assumed it was going to be Alec Baldwin telling you how awesome he is, but I. Uh, I mean, it sort of reminded me of uh, this was uh, like closer to the the height of the pandemic and i only know of this i know that this happened but i've only seen the uh uh the snl parody of it when vin diesel kind of made that uh or they made that thing with vin diesel was like the movies we gotta get back to the movies (laughs) (laughs) whatever that thing was it's like man they're struggling to put up numbers in the theater because no one wants to leave their fucking house nobody has to leave their house anymore but it's so like, like it's so good. Like I, I, it's nice to leave your house. It's it's great to leave your house, and it's great to go to the movies. And I hate that I'm like a movie theater apologist. Like I never set out to be the guy that's like this is the way cinema's supposed to be seen. Like I don't want to be like, like to the level of like Christopher Nolan, uh, mm. and his fit where he like makes his movies inaudible for home theaters, and and they're like, why do you do that, Christopher Nolan? He's like, because I fucking hate that people see my movies at home. That's not a movie. Like, that's, it is a movie <laughs> if you watch it. At, yeah, it is a movie if you watch it at home, but also, like, the experience of going to theaters is fun, and I forgot how much I love it. So I'm trying to do it more. Um, mm. I'm, I'm trying to do it more as much as I can. Um, th- there's, like, a, a trend you can follow in my Letterboxd account, and it started around last year where I rated a lot of newer movies way higher than they deserved like i gave four stars to where the crawdad sings that's unfathomable that's not a terrible movie but that's not a four-star movie and i was confusing right that i was like the experience of going in the movies was so fun i was like this this mediocre movie was like uh, one of the best movies i've ever seen i was like it's very better than avatar better than better than avatar that's what i should yeah, that's how I should, I should keep a list of, like, better than Avatar and just write movies with a check mark or an X next to them. That's an interesting point, though, right? Because, like, now I, like, a lot of the people I talk with about doing anything, like, even uh, even going to hockey games and stuff like that, like, just going out to do any kind of source of entertainment that's available at your fingertips at home. Um, right. Seems to be kind of just just going away in general, right? Like, a buddy of mine, he was like, oh, man, I want to get hockey game tickets for this Wednesday, maybe this Saturday, but they're kind of expensive. And one guy just looks at me, he's like, I'm going to just sit on my couch at home and I can smoke whenever I want and beers don't cost $12 a piece and I'm more comfortable. I can pause the game and go to the bathroom. There's no lineup and 
don't get me wrong, like there, there's a lot of great conveniences with this modern technology coming into our homes, but I think you're right, man. Like going out and doing stuff like that, I think because it happens so in, you know so infrequently, it does elevate the experience. It really does, and uh, yeah, you're right. No, just nobody's going out. Nobody wants to leave the house, and everything being so accept- accessible has really made it like. You know, stuff doesn't feel, stuff doesn't, you don't feel anything really, right? It's just like everything is just noise coming off your TV or your phone or whatever subscription service because you got it on mm-hmm. everything. I got all my subscriptions on my phone. I got them all on my laptop. I got them all on my PlayStation. And it's all just, the, if it's all just kind of there, then it's all just kind of there. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's, is, was everything that deep? Is at Am your I deep? <laughs> You're just scratching the surface of this thing, my friend. <laughs> Why are no, you offering I mean, me a blue pill and a red pill? What's this? It's it's true though, right? Like it's it's kind of weird. Like it, basically every basic human need can be met. Even every human desire can be basically met from the uh, comfort of your home if you have a, a cellular phone, a smartphone. That's why I think there's like a divide in in movies between like movie buffs and there's not a lot of casual moviegoers anymore. Most people I know who aren't, like, really into movies, like, like interested in, like, the process of filmmaking or, like, following movies closely. It's not mo- most people I know who aren't passionate about movies, like, don't watch them anymore. They're just like, I don't know, man. I feel like it's they're just not... Uh, I hate to do this. Cause I don't have the attention span for a this movie. Kind of shit. But no, it's not even the attention span. It's just, like, if it, if it wasn't Marvel for a while, if it wasn't Marvel, get the fuck out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, just kind of a roller coaster for that franchise, man. Like, they started when I was in elementary school, and they basically <laughs> just finished. With... <laughs> what Iron Man? I'm pretty sure came out when I was in elementary school. Came out in 2008. Okay, fine. I was graduated high school, but it... Sp- whatever. Spider Man. Fuck you. Uh... <laughs> Either way, it was just like it just seemed like a tsunami of Marvel shit. And uh, and big name movies, right? Like the Fast and the Furious kicking off, and all these just big franchises, and kind of lost its luster. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of um, independent films really out there crushing it that caught my attention. You know, you had your cult classics like uh, Super Troopers was always fun. Uh, things like Basketball, stuff like that. Well, those but... were way before. You know, Super Troopers, you're talking like 2001 or 2002. Basketball, I'm pretty sure it's like Is 1998 that or something. Okay, yeah, yep. that one I dated myself. But I thought Super Troopers came out later than that. No, sir. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, be, like the the whole movie scene's like just going by and so many people are just like asleep on it. That <laughs> That's like, that seems to be a symptom too. Is like movies from like 20 years ago feel like just recent. because it's still the most fresh and original thing to come out of hollywood since then at least the most out of things people are seeing yeah Mm -hmm. like something like the graduate couldn't play today it's like too small it's like where where's the franchise where's the sequel set up yeah not a whole lot of that is pikachu gonna show up at the end credits scene (laughs) and be like don't wait get ready for the graduate 2 in the pokemon universe (laughs) so we can sell some toys